Microsoft's latest interactions with the Appleverse, and Spotify's lack of lossless. This is Mac Voices. Today's Mac Voices is supported by Collide. Collide ensures only secure devices can access your cloud apps. It's zero trust, tailor-made for Okta. Book a demo today at collide.com slash macvoices. Welcome to Mac Voices. This is the talk of the Apple community, and I'm Chuck Joyner. The Mac Voices panel finishes up our conversation about how iMessage is sort of kind of coming to Windows and Spotify's lack of lossless music support. Let's go back and let the panel do the talking. Brett, you've been awfully quiet. I know you're trying not to cough. Any any thoughts uh, on this? Uh, I mean, I agree with the piggybacking off of other APIs. I mean, why not? I mean, if I were Microsoft and I thought, oh, well, if people can get their texts on the Mac and that's a competitive edge, I'd try to put a thing together too. Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't hurt anything, but... Yeah. Uh, personally, I'd find it probably more frustrating if it's ignoring all of my group messages and not letting me send photos. Um, but if I were Microsoft, I'd try what I could. So I don't blame them. It's like you having an Android. If you have an Android phone and you're trying to get it to work and on your Mac, it's 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 that's the same type of challenge. Mm-hmm. But 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 you you really hit I guess the other part where I felt that okay, this is going to be a very very subpar experience. And yes, okay, it does give you the opportunity. Yeah, well. Oh, yeah, I agree. And and so, you know, I feel like is that, I don't see how that can hurt Apple um, because Microsoft clearly can't say that. The only thing Microsoft can say is that, well, Apple's not supporting us. But beyond that, it's it's like they're just, they're delivering a very substandard experience. I don't think Apple would care about this, you know, I think they'll just be like, and, you know, you know, you started saying, well, this is a substandard uh, experience. We're talking about people that have chosen to use windows. So. (laughs) Chosen or have to for business reasons. (laughs) Right. Good point. And if it's, if it's the option you have or the one you feel like you have, (laughs) Sending a text well, here and there is better than not sending it, but right. but when Siri won't read me a group message, I get real cranky. So <laughs> I, I I know I, that's enough for me to know that I uh, wouldn't love it. But also, there's a reason I'm self-employed mm-hmm. and I don't ever have to use a PC again. A knock on wood or something. For me, it just puts Siri and uh, cranky, and they go together like. <laughs> we don't even need task messages just put you know siri and cranky i'm i'm in well and to your point uh jim you know i i think apple does care because they are not forgive me i i'm, I'm blanking on the protocol that uh would allow rcs thank you yes you know, I mean, Tim Cook has specifically said, you know, that famous quote, you know, there's if somebody wants to participate in iMessage and go out and get a Mac. And, you know, no, I'm that, saying I don't think they'll care about this goofy thing that Microsoft has done. Oh, well, yeah, maybe not. Maybe not. But I do think they care very much about the I, experience. I, I agree. And, and they, they, well, I, I don't think it's that. They want you to just buy all Apple hardware. Well, sure. Of course. Sure. That's the whole point of it. 
Sure. You know, and, and they had discussions inside Apple that are well documented that some people there wanted to bring iMessage to uh, Android. And uh, it was decided probably at Tim Cook's level. No, we're not going to do that. We want people, you know, we think that would make it too easy for people to mix Android and, and iPhones. And we don't want people to do that. We want them to buy iPhones. On the on the Microsoft side, I think this is good enough to kind of have a conversation, let people experiment with it. If people are going to have a problem with it or not or whatever, it's enough to be out there. It's not with all of the users, so they don't have to worry if later they decide not to ship it. But like everything else they try something if it's not quite good enough then they iterate try it again iterate try again the timing on it, i think is pretty good because there's enough different places where um you know there are uh people looking at apple as a monopoly in whatever area so maybe apple won't push back too hard because it's like oh well yes you know this does exist under windows so we aren't blocking anybody. You know, it might give an out there too. Um, I I think it's going to be kind of a wait and see what happens. I don't know if it'll ever make it into a production system, but I I think everybody is kind of looking at it as a curiosity at this point, and it certainly isn't really competing against the Apple experience. On the other hand, if you just want to be able to type a message out in the middle of a conversation. It, it covers that. Your monopoly point is a really good one, Eric, um, especially since this already, almost by definition, is delivering a substandard experience. So, you know, why why fight it? Um, Barry, or excuse me, Brad in the chat room says, iMessage for Android or Windows only helps other companies, not Apple. Fair point. I think, I and, think so. Yeah, I, I Jim, don't understand, Eric, where you're going to, how could Microsoft you know, iterate and try again. I just don't see whether there's anything further they can do because they don't control, you know, they've gone, sounds like they've gone as far as they can with the API that Apple has provided. And, you know, that's it. It's dead end. So either it's good enough or, you know, doesn't matter if it is or not, this is what they can do. True. I mean, that doesn't mean they won't come up with something else or try to ship an app on Apple's side, or you know, we are uh, to be tried. This, this makes. I don't see how they could do that because that would still then that would have to you know talk to Apple's servers. Well, they, they, they've tr they tried to ship two of those apps, Teams and Skype. Yeah, it's worth a Well, sure, but but those aren't apps that talk to iMessage. Yeah, the only way to talk to you know. The, the software that talks to iMessage is embedded in Apple's code in Message. Apple does not, you know, provide that. Some other, you know, company can't, you know, as far as I know, there's no way to get in there for a third-party software to do anything with iMessage. I'm going to move us on to, uh, because the next topic really does sort of relate. Well, it also definitely relates to Microsoft. Um, but it uh, this was from 9to5Mac. Um, punch it in here real quick, um, that 
they have launched updated Bing, Edge, and Skype iOS apps with chat, GPT, and voice input. And I really was anxious to hear the, this crew talk about this, this integration of chat GPT into everything and Microsoft's rush into it. Now, look, I, I understand they're trying to get ahead of the Google and they're trying to, you know, they really haven't had great results. Um, I mean, Cortana was there and then it died or she died or he died or it died or whatever. What it was. Um, <laughs> what, what, Dave? So whatever it was. <laughs> yeah, whatever it was, it's gone now. Um, but it occurred to me the other day, do you, do you guys remember, I don't know if it's been, it's probably been longer than 10 years now, but you remember when Oat Brand was being put into everything? You know, that, I mean, because it was supposed to be good for you. Oat Brand, you know, in your milk, Oat Brand in your cereal, Oat Brand in your um, shampoo. And I'm kind of starting to get the feeling that ChatGPT is like that right now. Just everybody's re- rushing to integrate this. And in some quarters, it's, yeah, it's doing okay. In other quarters, it's it's re- wreaking havoc. Um, I know there was a, an article this week that some publishers have been inundated with ChatGPT-generated science fiction stories, and they're trying to figure out what to do with that. And 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 Microsoft is just advancing this is this a good idea is it is it ready for that kind of prime time let's back up a minute what what have they done it's like saying oh they haven't you know they've got a new program and it's compatible with websites because that's what chat gpt is it's a website uh you know it has a robust api there are ways people can integrate it into other programs uh, lots of websites have APIs, you know, um, you know, it's basically you give, you know, the API is here's a question and it comes back with some text, um, you know, what's to integrate that, that, you know, this is like something, whatever they did, if somebody spent more than a day on it then they, you know, probably need a poor evaluation. So, you know, yeah, I think to your point, Chuck, I think this is just headline chasing, um, there's no there there, you know, all chat GPT is all on the server side. It's nothing is running on your mobile device. Um, yeah, but so, Jim, that's not, that's not my point. My point is though, that they are rushing to integrate this instead of waiting until it feels like a bit more of a fully baked product. But, but there, there is no integration. It's a server technology. So well, they, you go to your yeah. web browser and it's integrated. It's integrated with every the Bing version the has different rules, different things set up. It is not the same. It is not the same experience as going to the um, OpenAI website. Right. And well, I mean, right. here's a- but it's a, it's a different. You know, so maybe I guess what they've done is put it in the the search bar, just like you know, sort of like Google is in, integrated with Safari. Is that what they've done? Um, yes. And that's still like probably an hour's worth of work. Um, also, uh, yeah, it could be could be argued whether that should be the default. Uh, I don't think I would want that as the default for my search bar. To but, actually um, answer Chuck's question, Microsoft invested heavily in ChatGPT. They're going to use it as soon as possible. Oh, I, 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 I there's no question. I mean, you're, you're it's right. It's about they, money. They, they yeah. threw a pile of money at it, and and I'm just wondering. If maybe they threw too much money at it too quickly, um, 
you know, I and and Jim, I see, I hear your point, and maybe integration is not the right word. Um, so, because you, you're speaking like a developer, and I'm thinking more just the fact that, okay, now they're they're bolting Chat GPT on. How's that? To Bing, to um, what what was it? To Skype, iOS uh, apps, and Edge, and it's like really, I ugh. um um yeah, Ben, you're up there. Yeah. Um, Waiting. I mean, to be perfectly honest, at this point, whether it's ready or not is slightly immaterial because they brought it out in the world. They have people talking about Bing again, which was the last time you heard about that. <laughs> so I, I, I know when Microsoft I mean, announced they were going to have a new search engine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But right now, they have the i mean they have that uh notoriety with this chat be, this being of chat gpt and they have to capitalize on that now monetarily i mean granted they may, probably should have waited several months to, to a year to make this announcement but honestly i think they were scared google would get there first and they're and they're only allowing I mean, they're they're just they're letting people in as they go here with the, with their you know you at, we're added to a waiting list, um, so there's probably still people waiting to get in here. I just noticed I have access today. I didn't even realize it, so I it, it, it's not working. So uh, and I just tried it on the Microsoft Edge browser on the Mac, and it, it works on there too. So you, you don't doesn't have to be on Windows. Uh, the Bing app in iOS it, they just updated it uh, today, so that that app is working as, as well as. The Edge uh, app on there as well, uh, the, uh, the Edge browser. Um, so they're they're all in with this, and um, it just I, I think the waiting list is starting to dwindle down. More and more people are are, are in it, and it's gonna it's gonna be something interesting. Brian, you're in the education market, and I know there's been a lot of concern over the education market. Yeah, with the education market over Chat GPT, what are your thoughts on this? Well, I think like any other thing, it's a, it's a tool. And, you know, students, oftentimes, if you want to talk to them about ideas of plagiarism, you want to really get behind the reasons why. So if they're jumping in and trying to get answers from chat GBT, similar in some ways, I suppose, if getting it from websites and not crediting where they got that information, uh, it's, uh, it just seems a few steps easier, though. Um, yeah, it's so early. I, I haven't seen any papers personally turned in yet in that way. At least you I know don't of. think so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Brad in the chat room says chat GPT is often overloaded and it's still not ready for daily use according to their own website. Really good point. Really good point. And where was the other one? Oh, Cortana is with Clippy, wherever that is. Thank you, Barry. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this is an interesting comment by Barry. He says, I say go for it, Microsoft. I'd rather use their products than Google's. Now, that's a really interesting... Talk about the devil in the deep blue sea. Yep. yep. Hmm. I have to process it a little, Barry. I'm not, I'm not so sure. Today's edition of Mac Voices is supported by Collide. Our sponsor, Collide, has some big news. If you're an Okta user, they can get your entire fleet to 100% compliance. How? If a device isn't compliant, 
the user can't log into your cloud apps until they fix the problem. It's that simple. Collide Patch is one of the major holes in zero trust architecture, device compliance. Without Collide, IT struggles to solve basic problems by keeping everyone's OS and browser up to date. Unsecure devices are logging into your company's apps because there's nothing there to stop them. Collide is the only device trust solution that enforces compliance as part of authentication, and it's built to work seamlessly with Okta. The moment Collide's agent detects a problem, it alerts the user and gives them instructions on how to fix it. If they don't fix the problem within a set period of time, they're blocked. Collide's method means fewer support tickets, less frustration, and most importantly, 100% fleet compliance. Visit Collide.com to learn more or book a demo. That's Collide, K-O-L-I-D-E dot com slash Mac Voices. Thanks to Collide for supporting this week's Mac Voices. Did anybody else have any thoughts on that? I mean, yeah, actually, the the it's it's giving Google some competition that Google hasn't had for a while on the search engine side of things, which in theory is good for everybody. Um, and I have to say, whatever competition there was. Is, people are, would be more more likely to go to DuckDuckGo than they would Bing. Oh yeah, isn't DuckDuckGo powered by Bing? DuckDuckGo is powered by Bing. I mean, no, whether, yeah, I think, think so. so. I don't think so. I mean, whether they don't own their own. I don't. I really don't know. I don't think it is. Hmm. I think Yahoo was using Bing. Is that the issue? I, yeah, I thought I, I agree with that, Brett. I thought Yahoo was using Bing, but I didn't think I thought uh, DuckDuckGo was built from the ground up. Oh, it's own. There were certain like, ads from Yahoo Bing. So maybe it's the ad part, but yeah. If you if you if you look that up, saying DuckDuckGo is it based on Bing? It's the search come back as saying it's from Wikipedia, saying it's a, compila- a compilation of four, over four hundred sources according to itself, including including Bing, Yahoo, Search Boss, Wolfram Alpha, and so okay, on. Okay, so yeah, forth. but it's it, you know, oh yeah, it does it does have it in there though. It says one of four hundred different sources that it used that DuckDuckGo uses. Pretty much everybody, not Google, but none from Google, as it says it right in there. None from Google. <laughs> well, one other thing, sort of, while we're talking about Microsoft, and, and this sort of circles back to the first uh, situation, um, that this week. Um, Cyber, I'm taking this from Apple Apple World today. Um, cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency Director Jen Easterly has held up Apple as a positive example of accountability and transparency for its security practices, uh, pointing out that 95% of iCloud users enable multi-factor authentication. And she would like to see some of the others do the same or better. And I thought this was, you know, given all the questions we have over government surveillance and 
and you know the desire by the FBI to uh, have access in, uh, maybe and some others too. I thought this was really an interesting comment that you know Apple. One minute Apple seems to be criticized by one part of the government, the next minute it's being praised by by a different part of the government. Well, I mean, those are so. two different branches of the government with two different, completely different purviews. The right hand doesn't know what the left hand approves of. Yeah, isn't that, isn't that the truth? So, I just, you know, I thought it's nice to finally see some somebody giving Apple a little bit of credit, though, for their pro-privacy activities. Indeed. Hmm. The A-Lady just had something to say about that. Uh, she wants to speak up in defense of not privacy apparently so (laughs) (laughs) somebody is listening here oh my god i'm in trouble Uh, let's see here jim this one's for you i know you'll have something to say about this um rovio announces they're pulling angry birds classic from sale on android and hiding the game on ios Apparently, in favor of uh, in, in favor of selling their a newer version of Angry Birds that includes a subscription. Uh, well, I'm not a game developer or a gamer. I did see the story. Uh, I thought the part about hiding it on iOS was really weird. So apparently, it's still going to be there, but just under a different name. So you sort of have to know the secret handshake, and if you do, then you it's still there, which I'm not sure how that works in today's internet age. Well, yeah, what I, I wasn't what I wasn't clear on is will you? I mean, it, the, the, this there were several articles about this. The one the first one I read indicated that if you had already downloaded it, you would continue to be able to play it. But mm-hmm. it gets a little strange about you know they're hiding it so you won't be able to download it. Maybe unless you've already already owned the app and you're just re-downloading it since you've already paid for it or purchased it or whatever? Uh, um, my take on it was that they were changing the name of it in the App Store. So if you knew the name, you could still download it, but it's not going to be called Angry Birds. Um, but, oh, you're you right. know, I, uh, I guess the... Uh, you know, underlying app ID, whatever, isn't changing. So if you already had downloaded it, you know, the app ID would still work. But um, whatever the new name is, you know, if you know that secret, like here's the new name, you could still download it is, is what, what I got out of it. Yeah, the new, the, the pending further review by the App Store, it will be renamed to Red's First Flight. Right. That's what I saw. Yeah. So. Still there, you know. I mean, they they just you know don't want to have the, their brand associated with it anymore. Um, I, I don't know. I don't have a strong feeling, you know, if their game. Um, lots of apps have you know gone away and aren't available anymore. So I mean, here's one that at least is still available. I mean, the original Angry Birds was originally written for the 3GS. So uh, my guess is Rovio has long since made all the money it can with this game to the point where it's probably become a liability for them. 
liability in the financial sense, Ben? Yeah, we're they're probably spending more to keep it going than they're making in revenue from it. Spending money to do what? Keep it up to date. Keep, keep it, it up to date. Uh, search results, uh, servers, that type of stuff. Keep it still functioning as the OS yeah. advances. Yeah. Well, then that doesn't make sense. Why would they, you know, they're not shutting down any server or anything. The game is still there. People can still play it. They can even still download it if they know the, you know, I mean, if that was the case, I'd expect them to just shut it down full stop. But apparently, you know, they think that will get them bad, you know, juju with customers. So they're not doing that. Well, I, I agree with that, Jim, and it feels like this is maybe a nice, quiet way to exit out and transition over to something that's, A, more modern, and B, has a subscription model so that you have a more consistent flow of cash. Because, yeah, I think they, they, they just don't yeah. want new customers to buy this one-time deal. They you know, they want new – the angry bird is what customers know, so they're they're assuming that a new customer will search for angry bird. They won't find the – one-time payment thing and so they'll buy the subscription thing and that's what they want and Mm -hmm. for whatever reason i guess they think it will be some sort of backlash if they actually remove the old one um so they're not doing that but that's the only kind of weird thing it's like why don't they just remove it but that you know that would probably get all the people that paid for it. They'd be upset. Does anybody are, are there any Angry Birds players here? Well, I've played it, but not long time. Okay, probably been close Just, to ten years. Yeah. Well, they, they certainly. I mean, somebody has done a great job of marketing this because you know you see you've. What is it? Is Progressive Insurance has Angry Birds in their one commercial? That's um, recent. I think I've got that wrong. Um, if you go to Top Golf, you can you know there's an Angry Birds game that you can play there. Um, you know by hitting the ball into a virtual wall and having it collapse or having the angry whole Angry Birds theme. So they've they've milked this for a long time and done pretty well with it. It'll be interesting to see what they do going forward with it. Okay, um, next up, we, I guess last week or week before last, we sort of beat a little bit on Spotify. And now um, The Verge has point, pointed out that two years ago, I can't believe that, uh, Spotify announced their Hi-Fi service, I assume to compete with Apple Lossless. And two years later, it still hasn't shipped. Now, I'm not a Spotify user, so I didn't even pay any attention to this. But that is a little surprising, especially given the story we talked about last week or a couple of weeks ago was that Spotify was laying off people. Does anybody care? Well, <laughs> here's the thing. Spotify is mostly a streaming uh, music service. And... To my knowledge, there really still isn't a... Uh, lossless streaming codec out there. So they could bring it out, but basically nobody could use it. 
Um, elaborate a little on that, Ben. You mean a truly lossless, as yeah. opposed to what what Apple offers? Yeah, I mean, if you look at uh, what Apple offers in that in that hi-fi lossless range, you can listen to that on your Mac via headphones. You, Ryan, they do. You can't stream it to any device, right? So it is a bit of a niche audience. Yeah, but if you if Spotify is, I mean, I, I guess I'm I'm trying to think what the difference is between Spotify and Apple Music. Yes, Apple controls the Mac, and yes, you can listen to it, but you still to get the full experience, you still need an outboard decoder. Mm-hmm. On your Mac, and so Spotify could do the very same thing with with Apple. All that all they would have to do, right? Listen to me; it sounds so simple. But they would have to have a Spotify client for the Mac that would support that code that codec, the streaming coming from Spotify and from Windows too. And so, I mean, is this is this truly a drop ball or? Sounds like it. I mean, that's the way I see it, Jim. I agree. It it does. It feels like Spotify bet a whole lot of money on podcasts, and we've talked about that before too. And what they were trying to accomplish, they failed at. And now, is this one more thing that they failed at? That they they keep promising and keep trying to push, even though they do have a bigger subscription base than Apple Music, that they just are not delivering or don't their customers really care? And I'm not sure why, why are you saying there's no such thing as lossless audio? This article says that Amazon, I'm sorry, Apple, Amazon, Tidal, Kuba, how do you pronounce that? And Deezer all have it. I mean, uh, a lossless codec sounds like the easiest thing ever. I mean, the whole point of codecs is to do compression. So just make one that doesn't do compression. Now you're, you know, that's going to take a lot of bandwidth, you know, Um, but it shouldn't take much engineering time. Um, You know, I mean, that's called, you know, lossless is just don't change anything. That's not even a codec really. And that bandwidth issue is why you see it in as a physical connection only and not wireless. The, The bandwidth is where the engineering challenge can come in. Not that there isn't one, but it's less on the how do I get the file format there and more how do I make this go to the devices adequately and then to their ears adequately? Because, I mean, the majority of people aren't using uh, very nice reference headphones like these. They're using these. Next time on Mac Voices, this panel wraps up our discussion of Spotify's failure to deliver on a lossless promise. We talk about Angry Birds. We talk about TSMC selling all of their three nanometer chips to Apple and more. That's next time on Mac Voices. I hope you'll join us. I'm Chuck Joyner. As always, thanks for watching. Visit MacVoices.com for show notes and to connect with Chuck on social media. Get involved in our Facebook group or like our Facebook page 
and get more out of your Apple tech with Mac Voices Magazine, free on Flipboard and on the web. And if you find value in it all, consider supporting us through either our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash macvoices or by making a one-time donation via the PayPal link on our front page and in the show notes of each episode. You will join these fine people who help bring you Mac Voices. Advertising handled by Backbeat Media at backbeatmedia.com. Bandwidth provided by Cashfly at cashfly.com.